0: You're listening to Dishing It, a food podcast talking up food from all corners of Scotland. Well folks, we are here for the final episode of Series 1. In the words of Shania Twain, Looks like we made it. Had to do that one. My podcast, I can sing whenever I goddamn like, okay? As Series 1 draws to a close, I'm feeling quite reflective. So in this episode, I'm dedicating my regular feature of food news to the brands that I have met with so far on the podcast. So in episode three, I spoke to Stuart McPhee, the general manager of Siberia Bar and Hotel to get all his drink recommendations from around Scotland, whilst also swapping to his other drinking hat to hear all about his new hard seltzer company, Twisted Sisters. Since chatting, Twisted Sisters is getting ready to hit taste buds as its pre-sale launches on Wednesday the 23rd of June. So head on over to the website, which is linked in the description of this podcast. And if you don't manage to get your hands on an order, fear not. Just make a trip down to Siberia Bar and you can order yourself a can or two from there. Pop on your party hat and get the party hooters at the ready. The Fat Sparrow Bakery has turned one. In episode two, I caught up a baking extraordinaire, Graham, to drain him of all his baking tips and to hear the story of how the Fat Sparrow Bakery came to be. To mark its milestone year, delivery has been waived on all orders this week. So just simply pop first birthday. That's with my spelling bee hat on. It's the number one, S-T-B-I-R-T-H-D-A-Y, first birthday, in the coupon code section at the checkout. This offer is only valid for its birthday week, so if you're listening after Monday the 20th of June, sorry, you've missed the boat there, pal and finally drop everything as AVO is back after more than a year of being off the streets as it's soon to add to the lineup at the second home of the Backyard Beach Collective at Union Square Shopping Centre. In episode 4 I spoke with Dave Griffiths, I can comfortably say his name now, thank you voice coach, to hear all about AVO and the new community market concept Stacks which is due to open in 2022, fingers crossed, and ever since then I've been yearning for a slap up AVO dish Setting up shop from Wednesday the 23rd of June and joining the likes of Roots, Aberdam Fries, Dirty Dogs, Bio Cafe. You need to get involved. It's a fantastic concept they've got going and is just setting the precedence for Stacks coming next year. Long may it continue. Over the past couple of months I've been meeting up with food brands, food writers and Instagrammers to dig a little deeper into their stories and tap into their must-eat recommendations from all around Scotland. From dieting tips to baking no-nos and cosy escapes to future food horizons, Series 1 has definitely crammed in a lot and I was keen to find out what you listeners enjoyed most of this series. So I took to my stories to ask that very question. Listeners were lured in deep by sweet temptations of the cinnamon bun chat with Graham from the Fat Sparrow Bakery. Seemed that all eyes were on his buns. Also a shout out for my rendition of All This Together from High School Musical. I won't sing it again, but thank you for recognising my true singing talents, whoever you are. For just one pound a day, you can stop the Food Hoover from singing. Listening to my dulcet tones every week came up, what charmers you all are, but I'm sure there's a mild sense of sarcasm wrapped up in those statements, but I'll take it. Scott Baptiste's health and fitness tips seemed to go down really well, with lots of people seeing diet in a whole new perspective, and exploring Edinburgh's booming list of recommendations from the capital had people scribbling down suggestions by the minute but shining right at the top of the list like a beaming star at the top of the Christmas tree was the exciting developments with Stax Aberdeen, which along with myself, listeners are absolutely buzzing for. And it's not the close of the chapter yet, we still have one episode to go in my final episode of the series, if you haven't heard already. In this interview, I catch up with Lindsay Jackson, who's one half of the smoking power couple, Smoke and Soul, where we talk about their story so far, where it all began, and what's next for the brand. Hope you enjoy. So I'm here at Smoke and (laughs) Soul... Okay, so I'm here at Smoke and Soul HQ with Lindsay from Smoke and Soul. There might be a bit of an echo for everyone at home, but I am at the, the new, what shall we call it? Smoke and soul HQ. Smoke and soul HQ. <laughs> I'm at the Smoke and Soul HQ with Lindsay and we're gonna speak about all things smoke and soul today. Um this is the second time we're actually recording this because the first time we were at the mercy of Zoom. Bad technical glitches to say the least. We had to do it over a phone call and it just wasn't the vibe. But we've managed to find time in the diary and we're meeting face to face where we're allowed to now with COVID restrictions. So I'm very excited to have her on the podcast today. How are you doing, Lindsay?
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Good, fantastic. I've been very fortunate over lockdown and up until now to be kept stock with Smoke and Soul through all the kind of home deliveries you've been doing, and very excited to hear about all your latest updates with the Smoke and Soul HQ, which we'll get on to in a minute. It's been a roller coaster year for you guys. How does it feel to be back indoor serving up your food again at six degrees north?
1: It's um, it's it's great to be back in front of customers again. Um, just seeing their faces, you know, especially all the sort of regulars. Um, it's just nice to see more than just, <laughs> Corey, yeah. Corey and I, and I love our team to bits. But it's it's nice just to have more people to Definitely. to chat to and um, and serve them in person because right now it's like the food, you know, it's getting boxed up. In a bag. Yeah, I, you don't
0: see the end. Like the yeah, end you don't record. see the end. Yeah.
1: Customer, like you don't see their happy faces at yeah. the end, um, and having an opportunity to talk to them in person. Yes. So yeah, that, uh, uh, it's great to be back.
0: Good. And how is it doing? At takeaway and face to face service again. Is it that um, gotten a bit of taking used to? It's been
1: a bit of a challenge, I suppose, for the team to sort of transition from just doing takeaway to doing the restaurant because. um you know, you've got to set up the kitchen slightly different yeah. way and things. So it's um, it's been a little bit challenging but um, the team's handled it all great. Like they're all doing a really good job. Yeah. So I think they're they're managing fine and um, luckily we've managed to not turn off like turn on busy mode or anything too much for takeaway yeah. and, and make people have to wait longer for takeaway because we've got the clusters in the bar, we're finding a good balance. Yeah. So yeah, it's all right. Good. Yeah. Back
0: to be touching normality. It's just good.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's nice. just nice. Nice and to be back.
0: And you've been busy with Backyard Beach Collective as well? You've been there every yeah, week?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, we were there for two, two, two out of five um, okay. weekends. And uh, that was right before the restaurant reopened. So there was a lot to get organised and prepped for. But yeah. it was it was so good to do our first event again, like back out in out in the sunshine and everyone was out and yeah it's just it's
0: good. So there's uh, a lot to look forward to but before we look to the future let's have a look back to where it all began. Do you want to tell everyone at home how Smoke and Soul came to be?
1: Okay so about four years ago me and my partner and um, both working full-time jobs wanted to do something a bit different and just do something that would have brought us more job satisfaction. We weren't particularly happy in the jobs we were in and we just were looking for something more so we both um spoke a lot about doing something with food in the past, where um, both foodies and Corey in particular has always been into cooking and barbecuing, especially in recent years. And I kind of wanted to do something, um, I wanted to have my own business and do something, I've always kind of dreamt of from my own business. But um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I was thinking of around the realms of um, events. Um and then I said to Corey, well, you know, what about catering? Because then we could do um, you know, you can take your mm-hmm. love of food and I'll take my sort of um admin organisational skills, yeah. put them together and do that. So we thought, well, we could try street food because then we can pick up um work at weekends and not have to worry about quitting our day jobs and yeah. jumping in the deep end. So um, yeah, we started that. We kind of started talking about it in the August, um, and Smoke and Soul was born, um over a bottle of wine one night when uh, we were all talking about plans. it more and more yeah and uh, the name came came that night and everything just the idea it all it all kind of just started fitting into place um and then it was the december that we uh, did our first event and that was out in tariff yes. at the winter wonderland and uh yeah sort of rest is history
0: <laughs> it's crazy we're all all starts with people and I love hearing like the background like you saying like you were doing your admin stuff mm-hmm. and Corey loved food and you just kind of blended together and that's how it came to be. Mm-hmm. Where did you take inspiration from to do the whole kind of smoke and wood-fired kind of food?
1: Um, That's sort of Corey's bag but he, he's always just loved anything barbecue related Um, I think it's like the sort of primal cooking you know over flame yeah he's drawn to somehow so um, he's you know, inner caveman. yeah yeah exactly and you know i've seen him making a tripod out of sticks from our back garden and cooking you know over Love over it. the flames in our back garden and stuff so he's just always loved doing it and i think with um the smoking there wasn't really anyone when we're thinking about what kind of um, food business we should start as a street food business um, there wasn't really anyone at the time doing anything like that so we just took what he already loved doing and we're like how can we turn this into you know a business um, and also like it all kind of really started I suppose um in terms of his passion for why he wanted to do it from doing our own barbecues in our back garden so um, our our first housewarming, and then each year it kind of got bigger and bigger, yeah. and you would get more and more adventurous with cooking at the yeah. barbecue. And then people would be like, oh, "When are you gonna have another barbecue?" Yeah, if you to say so, that people you know, yeah. start getting a taste for yeah. it. Don't so they? it's just kind of natural that that's the route we went down when it came to the food.
0: Oh, nice! And what was your biggest reservation about going out on your own?
1: Um, honestly, I guess the fear of failure. Um, you know, nobody wants to put themselves out there and um and for it not to work out. So I guess that was my worry, but um Cody is is very ambitious. Um anytime I have worries he's always telling me to you know to stop stressing, yeah. just like, you know, just go for it. And um, he's sort of very motivating for me because I worry too much about what okay, could go yeah. wrong sort of thing. Yeah. Um so I guess like our personalities kind of complement one another. As, a, as business owners, Definitely,
0: you know. yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a, a match made in heaven, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So, and your following has continuously grown on social media, and I don't think there's ever a day that your story is empty of <laughs> um, other people's content that you've been sharing when they've been getting their orders. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to have created such a successful brand that people love?
1: Um, It is actually a really good accomplishment, particularly for me because when I left uni, um, I did a business degree at RGU, and marketing was always something that I I was drawn towards throughout the course and um, unfortunately I never really found a job after leaving uni that was specifically marketing related. I kind of jumped around and did loads of different types of jobs and a lot of those jobs maybe had wee parts of it that was marketing and I always really loved it and kind of was drawn towards that. So um, before Smoke and Soul happened I was looking into potentially doing work in the marketing field but it's like how do you get that job if you've not got the experience it's yeah. like classic chicken and eggs, scenario yeah. yeah so um you yeah. know my mindset was thinking when we started smoking soul that we could like i i could make i could give myself my own opportunity mm-hmm. yeah. to do marketing um with this so um yeah i just kind of threw myself into it i did some extra like Online training and the different things, um, and just soaked in as much marketing experience as I could yeah. from the job I was in at the time when we started Smoking Soul. Yeah. Um, and uh, thankfully, it's kind of filtered through, I guess, yeah. into our business. So, yeah.
0: And I think stuff like that is really good for, like, with me, I work in marketing now, but before I was in an events job, and again, I was like teetering mm-hmm. into marketing as like, I really want to do marketing, but I could never. Get into that role, or there wasn't a role that would take me without having marketing experience. Yeah. Then that's why I started my blog, mm-hmm. and then it kind of just rolls from there. So it is. It's funny how where things end up. You just got to throw yourself into it, don't you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, that was over three and a half years ago. What's been like your biggest learning through that time?
1: Um, my biggest learning is probably that you can't do everything. Yeah. Because I've worn so many hats since we started our business and tried to do everything. You know, I've tried to learn how to be an accountant, how to do, you yeah. know, the marketing side of things, yeah. which thankfully I enjoy doing and I, I seem to be doing good, okay job of it. You do um, very well. <laughs> but very it's, well uh, you know, even like graphic design, uh, other stuff, sales. Just There's so many different hats I've had mm-hmm. to wear and I suppose... I suppose that's quite common for most business owners you know yeah. Um, but especially when it came to like accounting I was like no it's not for it's me not my it's not for me it wasn't like <laughs> uni it's not now yeah. so you know I've, I've learned that you, you can't do everything yeah. you've got to pass on work to the right people yeah. and focus on your own abilities and Definitely. You, because otherwise you're just going to drown in work that you're not even enjoying doing and yeah the whole reason you started it is to do something you enjoy so
0: and it's, Yes, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's my
1: that's my main sort of uh, learning point, and yeah. also just to take time take take time out because we've um, sort of burnt ourselves out a few times over the years mm-hmm. just by um, never taking breaks. You yeah. know, working stupid long hours. Especially, I always joke even now to Corey that like, why have we picked the most long winded food? possible for <laughs> our yeah, food sure, business actually. you know it's so it's so time consuming to do what we do so yeah. um yeah I, i'll kind of joke to him. i'll joke about that now because it's just uh it's so time consuming but how long, do do how long does it out. take
0: usually like for a typical um i guess
1: depends on how big yeah i mean i mean thing. like briskets and things that can take anywhere between um sort of 12 to 18 hours okay. smoking so wow. um yeah it's just and then trying to fit that into a normal working day yeah. you know um, oh, uh, like when geez. we first when we first started our business um, we had this little cold barbecue out the back in our back garden so that's where we started yeah. our business from and we were literally like you know working monday to Friday job we would um, get home from work start prepping the meat on like a sort of thursday friday and then we would be up all night there was one day that Cody never actually um yeah i think he had like 20 minutes sleep before oh, he went to his, his day job um, which was just oh ridiculous so yeah it's it's all about figuring out how to be more efficient with, with your God. workload I suppose. That's
0: all for the planning on that one. Yeah. Do you watch um, Motherland by chance? No, oh, no. so it's on BBC and it's basically about a group of mums who are just trying to get through motherly life like their kids and whatever mm-hmm. but there's actually an episode where one of the like stay-at-home dads he they go on a weekend away and he tries to smoke a pig okay <laughs> and it, it, he says oh it's going to take 10 hours it takes him like 24 hours and uh-huh. everyone's hungry he's like
1: it <laughs> takes time that's what yeah, made that's that. what went well when you said <laughs> i know that yeah i know that well. you know that feeling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> i've learned the hard way if you oh, code it, you know <laughs> <laughs> bad
0: times <laughs> So let's flip back um, to the darker days of lockdown. Mm-hmm. What was your initial thought when it was announced that hospitality had to close um, back in the first lockdown?
1: Um, fear. Yeah. I was really worried that our business wasn't going to survive um, the pandemic. And, you know, with the, it was literally like a domino effect. So when we first found out, um, and we are all crowded around our phones, looking at the news when it what happened and, and the restaurant had to close, and it was... It was like the restaurant closed, we weren't on takeaway at the time, and all of the events and street food that we were planning for the whole summer, we had a whole whole year lined up with events, literally started falling like dominoes. And it was, the first week or so was just horrendous. It was very stressful yeah, and, and yeah, upsetting, because yeah. it's like, we've just put all this work in yeah. and something that's completely up our control is going to take all the way.
0: He's had momentum anyway but it was like mm-hmm. as it was kept on building and then yeah. that yeah. happens.
1: So it was yeah it was just fear yeah. and worry you know and, yeah. we, and we, we, we had staff as well so yeah. it was like the worry that we couldn't um, keep our staff on yeah. you know so Unfoldful. yeah.
0: Cause, yeah cause, yeah, takeaway you didn't have set up at the time so obviously mm-hmm. that's a massive worry because you're like how the hell do we yeah. do this but I remember was it quite a quick, well for me as a consumer I thought <laughs> it was a quick set up to yeah. get the takeaway but I yeah. suppose back at house it probably took yeah. a bit of time. Yeah,
1: we, we were kind of lucky in the sense that we were we'd spoke about doing takeaway for for about a year um, since we moved into sixth degrees we always spoke about doing it but because me and Corey were so heavily involved with the day to day things mm-hmm. it was like it was impossible to try and figure it all out whilst yeah. we're still running a business and still yeah. doing events and everything. So um, we kind of pushed it off and pushed it off. But uh, the few months leading up to COVID, luckily, we were already starting to Dude. look into it. I'd already started doing the work to have menus yeah. sort of in our mind about what we want to do for takeaway, because not all food travels as well, takeaway yeah. as it does in the restaurant. Um, so yeah, we were a little bit further ahead than some people, Sweet. I suppose. Yeah. Um, and that helped us. So we, we got into takeaway. I think it was um, like two weeks after mm-hmm. we closed. One or two weeks um, and that was just uh, a whole new like learning curve, yeah, yeah. totally different like way of service and, and running the kitchen as it would Definitely. be for a restaurant. Um, but it kept us going, so yeah. yeah, it was
0: good. And if there was anyone out there who is wanting to start a food business, would you, with what you've learned now, would you say, like start have a takeaway option, even if you don't want to do takeaway, have a, have a
1: Contingency, just against, I I would say yes, yeah, for sure, and for sure. and also just that um it works and you know even before COVID and things a lot of people are obviously staying at home now more than going out mm-hmm. as they would but um it's it opens you up to a whole new range of customers um, and for us although the likes of you know delivery and just Eat and things they do take up a huge percentage, mm-hmm. um, okay. which. You know, it's devastating when you see it across the yeah. whole year how much you've paid out in commission. It's it's. And I bet sort of you everything. They,
0: they start with the top level figure of like what you've yeah. <laughs> like, Here's what you've taken. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> it's it is awful.
1: But all, all, despite that, you know, it is it is a high commission. But at the same time, you like we got ourselves onto a platform where a whole load of mm-hmm. people in Aberdeen were on yeah. and didn't know about us. Yeah. So like it. it, it Increased our brand awareness. Definitely. A lot more people find out who we were. So um, I can't really, I can't speak too badly yeah. about about those platforms because they it literally let, helped us survive. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: that's so good. And if you could speak to your March twenty twenty self, what mm-hmm. would what bit of advice would you give yourself?
1: I suppose just like trust in your gut a bit, um, especially trust Corey. <laughs> Tr- Corey's gut, in the sense <laughs> that like he he has these ideas or he thinks of a solution for something and it's usually quite like a big, scary step. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no, no, no you know, no, not for us no, no. yeah, I'm like not yet, no, I don't yeah. think we're there yet. And he's like, no, trust me, like, you know, we need to do this yeah. and then I'll catch up maybe like a month later, yeah. you know, like I'll, I'll catch up with his thinking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I should have started thinking about yeah. this <laughs> a week or a month ago um so it's just to trust in your instincts yeah. you know
0: And that's, it's a hard thing to do in a time and it's probably where the balance of you and Corey is really good because I imagine he'd be equally as stressed out during the pandemic times mm-hmm. but probably could probably see a way out of it but I know if I was in that situation I'd be like oh, that's it's done <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: just be, I'll just got my furlough <laughs> and just like sit and wait yeah but um yeah it's probably where it balances out that like you kind of, use, kind of pull at each other in different yeah. different ways yeah that's where it works he, really well. when
1: he when he does start to freak out a bit about about yeah. something i pull him back yeah and, and vice versa um but i did i did get to a point um you know like a week or so into lockdown yeah. first when it first kicked off when i was stressing and i was sort of snowballing mm-hmm. and i was very stressed and upset about yeah, the whole thing so. i did reach a point where i was just like no, nothing's going to get done. I'm not letting myself fail with this business and it was a case of sort of sink or swim and we were like, well, there's no point stressing about it because I'm only going to, you know, snowball and not stay on track. So I I managed to kind of pull myself back a little bit and definitely from the help from Cody. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: must have been so nice to see like your current customers who you had, and along with new people finding you, it must have been such mm-hmm. a nice feeling to be like, okay, well, this is like now our map for the next few months yeah. and you've got like your audience again.
1: It's like a safety net. Yeah, you
0: know. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> Let's scrump up pandemic, throw it in the bin. Uh, what's been the biggest positive for you guys uh, since you've started?
1: I would say just working for ourselves, um, being our own bosses, in the sense that we're in control of our own pace, um, our own sort of objectives, the visual, um, and yeah, like we can, we, we sort of call the shots, and, yeah. I, and I like that, I think it's, it's, it's a good feeling.
0: <laughs> okay, now to the future, and the future is looking really good for you guys. Um, I mentioned at the start that we're here at the Smoke and Soul HQ, but do you want to fill in everyone about what to expect from this new space?
1: yeah okay so um there's a big smile on lindsay's face (laughs) a lot of people have um have been messaging us or or speaking to some person thinking it's a restaurant or a takeaway which is not going to be um we are keeping our residency at six degrees north it works really well we've got a great relationship with six degrees and um you know a lot of our customers are mutual you know because beer and barbecue go so well together you know it's 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 the perfect location i think for us and right in the city centre as well so we're keeping that there and um, so this new place that we've just moved into um, is where we've built a purpose-built kitchen for smoking so all the smoking's coming out at six degrees and coming here and um we have designed it in such a way and um, so there's the office next door so that i can take care of the sort of business day-to-day stuff um cory's um, mainly sort of looking after the production side of things um, but we've designed the building in such a way that we um, eventually plan to host our own events from here so um, our own events but also potentially like street food events from here because we've got this giant yard outside which was the biggest selling point for us so we can bring in a lot of the friends that we've made in the industry and um, give them an opportunity to, to sell and reach new customers yeah. as well so um, that's one thing we've always wanted to do is like organize our own street food events and we kind of did that a bit prior to uh, the pandemic but I'd love to get back to doing that again. Yeah. Oh, it kind of ties back in with me wanting to do events in the first place, you know? Yeah, like
0: so. all comes around full circle. Yeah. And would you say, when you started Smoke and Soul, was, was this what you envis- envisaged Not with at it? all Or was it you just didn't yeah. even know? I didn't then? know.
1: I honestly didn't know what Smoke and Soul would be. Yeah. Um, We literally just wanted to do street food. Um, and it's just evolved from street food into people asking us to do private catering because they've tried us at street food events. So it snowballed into that. Then the bar you know, we started doing pop ups with um, the likes of Bruton Fierce um, and then Six Degrees North, who asked us to move in. So everything's just sort of happened organically, yeah. and um, yeah, I, I don't know what I expected four years ago yeah. for this to be now, but it's um, it's better than I expected. Yeah, so, that's good. yeah no, it's better than I expected, um, and this whole part of the um, our sort of HQ that we've. Our, our smoking kitchen here, the whole point of that as well is that um, from last year we started selling our meat packs yeah. um, and that is because we, we barbecue, pool and then vacuum bag our meat and that's how we reheat for selling at street food oh, events. Okay. So um, we had a different process for in the restaurant but when Takeaway started and the Takeaway was um, there were so much orders coming through we had to return to how we used to do things with street food because yeah. um, it's like more high volume, like fast paced. Yeah. So we started doing that again. When the kitchen closed because of COVID, we had a fridge full of these meat packs and our friends and family used to always ask us to buy some from them, but um, we were like, well, let's put it out to customers and yeah. see if they want it. And then that really took off um, because they can just reheat it exactly as us. They're getting like, you know, restaurant quality food, exactly how we're doing it. Yeah. And they can get creative and make their own versions yeah. of whatever they want with using our meat. So. That really took off to the point where we eventually stopped advertising it because we'd run out of space yes. <laughs> so that's why we're in here now it's so that we've got a bigger kitchen more capacity we can return to you know the restaurant now is reopened and mm-hmm. um, the takeaway is still going strong and then we've got all of our events and things but also so that we can still keep selling our meat packs yeah. to customers because it took off and we've seen the demand was there but we didn't have the Capacity to keep on doing So it. yeah, that's the whole. That's the main reason we've really moved in here. Yeah. It's just for space.
0: And do you think could you see the and soul packs being in supermarkets and butchers and um, stuff you've in the future? Potentially,
1: yeah. yeah. We we are working. um We've been working on it for about the last year. Um, we are almost ready. With we've got new packaging. It's just so it's more retail ready. Mm-hmm. If we do want to go down that, yeah. uh, we, we are getting our production kitchen um, salsa accredited which you'd oh, nice. need for going getting into bigger retailers. Okay. So. Who knows? Who knows so where we'll be in year's oyster. time. The your oyster. your chief so far. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, yeah, so we're sat in Lindsay's office and on her wall she's got a shelf, which is her award shelf. Is that be the title you'd want to call it?
1: Yeah, it's my affirmation shelf. Affirmation shelf. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've built this shelf in my office because it came from a joke at some point about awards and things. And they were like, "Oh, you'll need to get an award shelf," and I was like, "I'm, I'm going to build. I'm, no eh? I'm going to build my own <laughs> award shelf right above my desk, so that I'm reminded every day of." Well, A, what we've achieved because yeah. there's a they're not all awards. I mean, we've got our book up there, we've got a few pages uh, in, yes, the in, in the Scotland Street Food Scotland, Scotland thing, yeah. That's
0: by Play Expectations, Play expectations yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because you got I think you were the only one in Aberdeen to be featured in there, uh, Melt. Was Melt, Melt, was Melt in, was in there, there as well, well
1: um, and there's a few really good ones um, from our area as well that's yeah. in the book but that's a huge that's a huge accomplishment was, for us like I was, love that
0: wasn't long after you said really started uh, Yeah. fairly new still
1: yeah I think it was 19 2019 yeah. so we were nice. on the go for like just under two years yeah, so yeah it was amazing Like it was, it was so nice to be People, like publishing at me, yeah. that was a big deal. Was, we, bought two, we bought two of them and we were like, well, <laughs> yeah. we'll keep one for sure. we <laughs> really one. one.
0: The, <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: so, so we've got one on the shelf there. Um, oh, but yeah, nice. the whole point we built this shelf was like, I'm like, well, I want. I want to get award. I want to be able to say you know what award we're in. Yes, hundred percent. So that's the that's the plan. I mean, we've got one award up so yes, far. Yes, we've
0: got the Society Twenty Twenty Awards. I yeah. say we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my award too. You want job here? please. Is we've got the uh, virtual, I should say, site Society Awards mm-hmm. Twenty Twenty, where you won Social Media Prince of the Year. Yep. So that was been that was about really great.
1: Yeah, yeah. that was a, That was a good feeling. Like going back to how I was saying about wanting to get into market and yeah. stuff like that. Cause we were up for two awards last year one one was that one and the other one was the food business of the year which were nominated for last year as well and um, were finalists for it so it was amazing to be up for those two the, the the social media one it was it was almost more of a personal award because yeah. i'm the only one that's ever Everybody really done this uh, yeah, yeah it's it's been something that's been my baby yeah. for the business is doing the social media and marketing so that was a massive like personal accomplishment yeah. and i felt like Okay, I've, like, I've ticked something off yeah, on my CV sort definitely. of thing in terms of, like, I've done something good with marketing, yeah. so, yeah, oh, I feel like I've achieved something. <laughs> love
0: it. And the Coke bottle? What's that for? Oh, that's just <laughs> a <good thing. laughs>
1: Extra special Coke. Yeah.
0: Uh, not that kind of Coke. Um... <laughs> So you've just finished a uh, busy shift uh, working in the Soul kitchen and you're absolutely starving. What would be your order off the menu and what drink would you be having on the side oh, of it?
1: I had to get Corey's input on this. Okay. Cause he drastic, <laughs> he, yeah, you sort of spoke about this question before and um, I know what I'd have, which is poutine, like always. Hands down. Yeah, the brisket poutine is always my number one, um, but I'm not a massive beer drinker. And well, if I am, it's like a sour beer, and yeah. I don't think I'm not really good with beer pairing, so I don't really know. So I asked Corey, like, what would you have? Because his mm-hmm. favourite is the brisket potato as well, and he said it's the Dark Days Stout, Oh, by six, like six degrees, yeah. Dark Days. Yeah. Dark Days. It goes days really days well. Six we've done that before as well. We've done a few um, like specials where we've made like stout brisket with um, using like fierce beer or six degrees as well. So there's ways of incorporating like beer into our meat as yeah. well you know so and um, which like our customers always love because it's like fusing yeah. properly people fusing just love everything stuff together. Like, that, like
0: two things that they know and can of blend them together mm-hmm. people just love stuff like that yeah okay so you've ordered that off the menu is there any new options that are going to come on the menu do you think or is there any work happening behind the scenes yeah
1: um we are we've actually there's we've tested out so many different specials over the last well two years but last year doesn't really count does it um we did test out a lot of different specials uh, just to see what works, what customers like. um, And the burgers that we started off last year, it's something we never really ever intended on doing because um, we kind of always wanted to showcase more um, non-UK traditional mm-hmm. barbecue, you know. um, So, you know, like sort of burgers and sausages mm-hmm. and things that people expect to have if you come yeah. to a, a barbecue at your friend's house or something. So we've always kind of steered towards something like that's, um. For the UK, anyway, it's a little bit more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, however, people kept on asking us for burgers. Um, Cody makes really good burgers Like when we're at home. Like, you know, he, he does make really good ones. So I was like, well, maybe we should just try it. See, you know, give the people what they want and yeah. ask for it. You know, and we could still incorporate like, our brisket with a burger or whatever. You know, we, could, we could make it a little bit more bougie. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we got in touch with um, the farm that's just along the road from our house. Um, it's Hutton, Hutton Creek Deli, great little farm shop, it's got all the little gems in there um, so we contacted them and we use their mints all the time for like we make any burgers and stuff at home so we were like could we get this on like a larger scale and do this um, in a restaurant and and they were really keen as well so it was great to use like literally meat that's you know from a farm that's yeah, less than two miles amazing. from our house um, and that's what we always try and do is use a lot of local produce like throughout our menu so we did those burgers just as a special but they were so popular that we, we did them quite a few times last year when the restaurant was open mm-hmm. um and that's definitely something we're wanting to bring back um yes. soon as well like as a permanent fixture on the menu so yes. we're kind of changing up how the menu is um put together it's not the right word but you know we're, we're, we're we've got lots of ideas yes. burgers being one of them they're definitely coming back oh nice um, yeah so watch oh, the space okay.
0: See, because usually when I'm out, like, I would probably not get a burger because I've had so many bad burgers. Mm -hmm. But I know your burgers are very good because I've had them (laughs) before. So everyone get a burger when they're on the menu. (laughs) I get absolutely ripped to shreds for loving pineapple on a pizza. And it was music to my ears when I saw you did the pineapple combo on your burger last, I think it was last year, I think. Mm -hmm. What's an unconventional combo that you'd love to introduce to the mouths of Aberdeen?
1: It's a good question. We've got there's like a couple of there's oh, like a couple there's of things so we're like working on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's one thing that's coming soon that um, I personally still think's really random okay but works and there's um we've trialed something out already and um we've had really good feedback from from those yeah those people that have tried what we're good. working on just now um as a collaboration so it's coming soon oh, it's coming
0: soon mm-hmm. so everyone follow yeah. smoking Soul on instagram and facebook <laughs> yeah. and you can get your update there and how do i join the list to be a taste tester oh. Is that we'll let you know <laughs> we've we'll let let know. Know. <laughs> <laughs> got your email nice <laughs> We touched on business advice at the start of the podcast. Going back to that, what's three bits of advice that you wish someone told you before you before you started out?
1: Oh, um, the first one would be to do research um, before you get started. Um, we did quite a lot of that before we um, started smoking soul, just to know like what's already out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with a food business, there's there's a lot to learn, um, and we were complete newbies. We'd never worked in a kitchen or anything before, like professionally, so. Do your research um and know exactly what you need to do because you don't want to, you know, get in the wrong side of like EHO and yeah, things. You know yeah, what I mean? You yeah. want to make sure you're doing everything right. One problem that you could do by not doing your research could cost you your business and, yeah. and potentially cost someone their life, mm-hmm, you know, like yeah. not to be too morbid, but you know, when it comes to like allergens and things. So yeah, do your research um for what you can. Make sure whatever you're doing, you're passionate about in Mm -hmm. the first place, because um you know it's not all sunshine and rainbows when you start your own business. It's hard graft, yeah. And if you don't love what you're doing, you know, then it's not gonna it's not gonna last. It's just not gonna last because it's like me and Corey's. We're so so genuinely passionate Mm -hmm. about our business and about what we're doing that. Uh, even in like the really hard days you, it you would get through it because it's like well, you know overall we, you will love it, yeah. so you know it's uh, it just helps you get through I think um and don't be scared to ask for help or advice from other businesses as well because you know we've we asked uh, reach out to a lot of people when we first started um there was quite a few people who were really helpful when we first started, and we've always tried to um sort of pass on that kindness to other people so any businesses that have reached out to us asking us questions we've always tried to be as open and honest as we can and maybe sometimes I share like probably more than I should or more than I need to but um you know it's just like I just want to help people exactly you know we're doing it because we enjoy we enjoy what we do and we're not really competitive people don't really see um you know other food businesses in Aberdeen as the competitors it's like sort of friends you haven't met yet sort yeah, of thing yeah
0: exactly um, one community isn't it yeah, yeah yeah
1: and I think that's the best mindset
0: definitely. to have you know 100% and I think um, that takes me nicely on to my next question about collaboration mm-hmm. and something I love about you guys is that you do collaborate with a lot of local names like Big Beef Biltong Avos, Simply Donuts are a few that you've worked with recently do you think that has kind of built into your key success as
1: such um, I think it's definitely good from a uh, marketing perspective um in the sense that you know you are help you're helping them Mm -hmm. grow their brand and they're helping you grow uh, your brand because you know it's like a crossover of customers i think it's important to like to make the right decisions if you're going to collaborate with people make sure that the brands complement one another and there's a good reason for why you're doing it in the first place like quite a lot of our collabs hasn't actually happened because of a marketing strategy or anything it's literally just because we've started speaking to these businesses like i was just saying we've chatted to a lot of different businesses and offered advice or asked for advice mm-hmm. from people and we start chatting we've become friends with a lot of these other businesses and then we'll be chatting one day because they've got a really good product and we've got a product that we love and we're like oh, oh, you know like the Breer pie one we did yeah um recently as soon as i tried than before, I was like, well, "We've we've got to so try, we've got to try this because that pie crust yeah. is like next level."
0: I've heard, i have still not managed to get one. Oh no! But um, I've got a voucher for a store to spend. I'm like keeping it for that. Get, get but, um, I need to get one soon because yeah. like, I keep on seeing on my feed like, them <laughs> that pie. <laughs> they're re- they're really
1: really good. Um, so yeah, I think it. I think it's all about just finding the right. If you're going to collaborate, I think sometimes people do do it purely for marketing i see that as like a just like a bonus for doing it yeah. like we just do it because we enjoy yeah we're foodies we just we've mm-hmm. seen a fusion of two things that you love like we love our food and we love the people that we're speaking to these foods mm-hmm. so like fusing that two together and coming up with something yeah and um, it's just fun it's like i suppose it's a bit like brew dog where you see the you know they've they've got their core range of things they do mm-hmm. all the time but it's the fun it's the fun extra beers yeah. that they put on and stuff that is. I don't know. You get more enjoyment out Definitely. of your suppose, do you? So. And people love something new. Yeah. All
0: the time. Is there a, a dream brand out there that you'd love to collab with?
1: Um, we've we said this from day one because Corey's such a big um a beer enthusiast. Um, mm-hmm. we would always we've always spoke about wanting to do our own beer. Oh, okay, um, cool. We'd love to do that, especially because like that was one of the very first events we'd ever done was a pop up with like mm-hmm. and I know that Fierce has got a beer. Uh, not Fierce. Um, sorry uh Fresh yes have got their beer with brew oh, which is right, amazing yes. um I love seeing that so it's something that um Corey has spoken about a lot over the years because he's done his own brewing at home and stuff as okay, well cool. so you know you would just love to do something like that but um I wouldn't say there's not a particular brand or business that we is like our dream club. Yeah. I don't know. I just think um they're just fun to do. Yeah. I'd rather do more of them than just have one big one. You one, know, big one. one big Goal. I just uh, I keep it moving. Keep doing different ones. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Uh,
1: did you get? You uh, had a simply donut yet? Because I was listening uh, to your podcast with Dave. No. And- <laughs> oh,
0: Honestly, like throughout <laughs> lockdown, I was tortured with being. I felt like I was the last person in the world to get onto the booking yeah. form, even though um, I was there no. at like a one minute past eight, yeah. and it was always like sold out, sold out. Yeah. And then I went out to Forest Farm, day and um they sell them there as well and it wasn't until after I'd left I figured out they sold them there. Oh uh, <laughs> no. So I just keep I don't think it's meant to be just now. It'll yeah. come. It well, that, will come at some point.
1: A, We had to do a collaboration with them just okay. to get our hands on some. A taste tester. Yeah. That's sort a of offer them <laughs> But yeah, no, hopefully I get one of those soon because they just do look really well. What was, the it best donuts I've had.
0: what was it you did with don't scare Was it Glaze?
1: Um, the the first one was um a dark days donut we called it and it was um it was for raising money for uh, mental health charities in aberdeen um through one of our customers actually who approached us um to see about sponsoring and i was like oh well let's see what we could do to actually try and raise some uh money for you and so we did the dark days donut and uh, that was using dark days uh beer stout Mm -hmm. by six degrees north um and our smoked pecans we made um, nice. and simply donuts just working our magic with the right flavours yeah. to go with the beer and the chocolate, oh, it was so good. And it was like a cherry chocolate stout beer, uh, donut. Yes, beer. that yeah. brings it back. Yeah.
0: She's Great. like so, she's like incredibly good and everyone yeah. I've spoken to is like amazed. Yeah. Like oh, Another good lockdown, oh, was it a lockdown?
1: I'm not sure was when it? she started, if it, it was maybe before. before actually, yeah, but, yeah it's grown. definitely taken off. Oh,
0: strength like, strength, yeah. amazing. So I worked in a hotel once and absolutely hated it but I used to dread going in the kitchen because the chef was Bloody scary. But the thing that always stood out to me is that he always had a banging playlist to get him into the zone and get through his orders. What is your song that you ha- need to have played out in the Smoking Soul Kitchen?
1: Uh well, it's you know what, it's changed a lot over the years. <laughs> Ch- changes of the moods. It's changes of the moods, yeah. And well, our team have actually because um, me and Cody have sort of moved out of the kitchen at Six Degrees okay. now, and we're focused on the sort of production here and running the business as a whole. But um, they do have their own kitchen playlist now, which is great. Um, one of them that we were listening to the other day it was um, it's a classic, but the chain by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, it's good, yes. especially because it kind of starts off slow, then it gets you know. Imagine it that in the order going out yeah. So that's a good one. Do you
0: and Corey have a have a favorite that you like to play?
1: Um, our one is uh, End's by Sticky Fingers. Nice. Um, or we love Tash Tana. That kind of. Discovered her music probably the start of last year, and that's like her albums are constantly on the car, the kitchen, oh, the house. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I just oh, love her. Good.
0: You guys are never far away from an inventive recipe. So my final question for tonight is: What is your recipe to happiness?
1: Um, I would say follow your, follow your passions, or follow your dreams. Like it sounds really cheesy, but seriously, like if you if there's something that you really want to do, then just just try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like worst case scenario, you either hate it and you give it up, or you don't do very well, and at least you've tried. Yeah. So it's you know I think if if there's something that just excites you and you want to do, just go for it because you know. Life's short. To. I know it sounds so cheesy. It is put so short. All, most of the stuff I've just said on a wall and a bloody, you know, like quotes. <laughs> it was vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> stickers. <lived>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, totally. But like, it's 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 true. Just yeah. like I mean, it's certainly made me happy. It's made Cody happy. We weren't particularly happy before we started smoking soul um, in our careers, and that's just taken us. Like we're just uh, that's made us very happy. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. nice. So yeah, I suppose that's only one ingredient, isn't it? That's one ingredient. One I need another one. Yeah. one. <laughs> uh, sleep. Can we put sleep, that in there? D- yes. Because we didn't get much of that to begin oh, with. Oh, um, I can imagine. We're running on a high, I suppose. But oh. eventually, you do need to make sure you get regular sleep. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have much time for that when we started. Um, what, what was the
0: first thing you like when you properly took a break? What was like the, the thing that you did when you took a break? Um,
1: what did we do? Well, well, six degrees. Um. Because that's when we like quit our day jobs, doing yeah. full time. When we moved in at Six Degrees, uh, we booked a um, we booked a sort of log cabin up in Aviemore. Nice. I wish I knew the name. I would shout them oh. out now. But it was so good. That was like in the November. So we started in June, nice. and it was November, like end of November, that we got like three days out in yeah. the kitchen. Um But it was like the best week as ever. Best place to escape as well. Yeah. They had, they had like two. Well, we wanted somewhere with a hot tub to just like ease our aching bones from work in the kitchen. Yeah. Having like you know seven days a week, every week for yeah. months, but um, they didn't have a hot tub. So we, we settled for this log cabin that had like two baths next to one another with oh, a TV and stuff. I love it. <laughs> it was really random, but it was so nice. And uh, we didn't last long in the bath because it was too hot. Yeah, <laughs> It was great. It was really nice accommodation and just like Aviemore is a nice place to go oh, to. So nice. Okay,
0: so recipe to happiness, follow your dreams and passions.
1: Sleep. Keep eating good food. That yeah. makes me happy. Keep good food flowing. <laughs> yeah. Get some fresh air. God, if you work in a kitchen, if, if you're gonna start a business like in a kitchen, make sure you get some fresh air because most kitchens in Aberdeen don't have any yeah. like natural daylight. Yeah. And usually um, they're in like right in the cellar. Yeah, and stuff you're as gonna well. start to feel like a bit of a troll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just in the dark all the time. Um. So yeah, just get some bloody daylight and go for a walk. Nothing's gonna. Nothing's gonna stop. The exactly. world's not gonna stop if you take a break. Yeah. Exactly. That is a,
0: such a nice place to leave today's episode and the last one of series one. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. And so much positive news there. So I'm gonna leave it there and I'm gonna glue my eyes to your social media to find out what that breaking news is gonna be.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: and what a story to end series one with. I absolutely loved talking with Lindsay and hearing all about the and Soul story and cannot wait to see their HQ open with food events. And more importantly, finding out what that top secret information is. Couldn't do my digging there. Well, that takes us to the end of series one and what a whirlwind it's been. Starting merely as a creative output to recharge what I can only describe as flat Instagram batteries, working on dishing it has been the remedy I was looking for. As I record this, I'm blown away to share that the podcast has had over 650 plays and I just can't get my head around that. I was thinking maybe a hundred tops and I mean 50 of those me maybe. Thank you to all the guests that have joined me and to all of you who have tuned in as well. I really hope you've enjoyed listening as much as I have recording. Just as Lindsay shared in her recipe to happiness at the end of the episode, follow your passions and do it because you love it and I've loved working on dishing it so to that note there will be a series two later in summer where I'll be lining up more food chats with food experts, food podcasters, food instagramers, writers, you name it we'll get them on and we'll be talking about all things food of course if there's someone you'd love to hear from in series two or maybe you would love to be a guest yourself i'd love to hear from you just drop me an email to thefoodhoover at outlook.com or take a cheeky slide into my dms over on instagram at thefoodhooveruk so while i leave to beaver away and making series two a thing all that's left to say is stay safe eat well and speak soon it's been a blast